This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. The Murderer's Row of Ball Talk. Here's two-time Twins World Series champion manager Tom Kelly on the ride with Royce. Tom Kelly is with us. Uh, that young lefty didn't give himself much of a chance last night. Sir. No, he didn't give himself a chance at all, Patrick. Uh, as we all saw, the ball was up in the zone. He certainly couldn't control his emotions and and uh, never really got to use his pitches. Uh, you know, he's got a really good change-up. He really does, and he never really put himself in position to use it. He had some couple decent breaking balls, but you just can't pitch up, 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 and, and expect to survive at the big league level. You can't do it. And it does seem, uh, when you look at his record, and he's, he, he basically admitted it, he, say, he says he hasn't felt like he's had his command all year, which would mean, mean he's got a command issue, I would guess. Well, he never used to, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I thought he was on a pretty good track when I saw him pitch. You know, that was a few years ago. I thought he would be a really a solid guy for us in the future, and obviously there's something missing in the giddy-up, so... Uh, it's taken him a long time to get a chance, and uh, unfortunately, he didn't handle it very well. And, and so uh, he's going to have to regroup and, and hopefully get another shot somewhere down the line. When you're a lean, lanky kid like that and they're drafting you, I would imagine they expect to end up with a little more velocity than he uh, has right now. I talked to our good friend, Laurel Preeb, uh, this afternoon, and mm. and uh, he basically said the same thing. I, I said, well, 92, 93 isn't good enough. You know, you have to get up 95 96 but you know 92 93 up in the zone is is not uh, a good mm-hmm. formula yeah but uh, i didn't see many fastballs that good you think he did he did hit 92 a couple of times so yes sir I well think. that's enough if you're put it in the right place well, for yeah, a lefty. He's, gotta, he's gotta hit the corners pitch inside he didn't do that very well uh, he he didn't do anything really good last night. No, he had a bad night. And that's uh, it's kind of sad to see the the folks and everybody show up. Twenty five yep. people fly in, and then uh, you you, you got all you can do is pat them on the back afterwards and say, "Let's well, you do can it do again." Tell them, uh, well, I don't know what the plan is, so it's yeah. hard. But you know, in that situation, you try to tell them you'll be better next time. We'll work on it in between, and and uh, but you know, nowadays they fly in. Uh, like you said, here come the group. <laughs> just to add to the more heat, you know, more pressure. So six forty-eight. Uh, it's a six forty-eight a.m. flight by United out of the Rochester Airport. That uh, the Twins, I think, reserve three seats on it for every day or something. Yeah, I've been on that, baby. I've been on that a couple <laughs> times. Yeah, that one. Our hey. trips to Rochester. Uh, 
Actually, when you get to back to Minneapolis, it's like eight in the morning, and it, it's uh, you know you still got your whole day ahead of you. So it's not bad. I you know that was a good one to have. <laughs> it was okay. Yeah. So uh, unfortunately, uh, with all the good times you had, you also had those uh, September's in the '90s where the uh, the story had been written. How once you get to Labor Day and they send you a, a few players and you're out of it, what what are you looking to try to do? I mean, do you well, Patrick, you you have a certain obligation to uh, the rest of the league mm-hmm. and uh, the other teams now are in contention. Uh, you need to uh, try to put your best foot forward when you're playing a top team because it's not fair just to throw out double uh, A, triple A guys and expect to beat the uh you know the maybe the top team in the uh, division so it's a somewhat of an obligation to get after it the best you can now if you're playing uh, another team that's uh sort of in the same boat you are then uh you can go ahead and uh, put who, whoever you want to put out there and i know i i had a couple uh interesting ones uh, well one year uh well my first year uh when i replaced ray miller uh, in 86, uh, Howard Fox told me to play all the young guys, and I went into the next office, which was McPhail, and uh, he said, get us out of last place. <laughs> so <laughs> we had a, I no longer told I was going to be the manager for the last uh, uh-huh. 20-some games. I I had a dilemma already. I yeah. said, well, this is how this works. You know, so uh, so uh, we decided that we should try to get out of last place. And, I, I think you uh, went 12-11, and 11, as I recall. Yeah, and we got out of last. So that yeah. was, you know, here we go. But I was I would sh- assume as the manager there are guys you're curious about and then other guys that, uh, that uh, maybe uh, you know uh, don't have much of a chance. Well... I mean, as far as the September yeah. recalls, or you know, you—it's uh, ex- uh, somewhat exciting to if you're not doing well. It's exciting to see the new faces come in the door, and the uh, possibility of uh, being able to work with some people and see if we can uh, move them along and get them going at the at the at the big leagues and level. And you—it's—it's uh, it's sort of an exciting thing, and it's exciting to see. Uh, a young guy pitch and and uh, hit and play the game. So uh, uh, a lot of those things uh, are, are, I guess, fresh, a little more fresh. Uh, it freshens th- things up for you a little bit, especially in the uh, uh, September if things have been gone poorly for you all season. So that's yeah, a, a little bit exciting, and and uh, so you're anxious to see the prospects and and see. Uh, what they can do and how they handle themselves at the uh, major league. So uh, it's a good thing for the most part. Those uh, twenty twenty five games sometimes uh, the no- it's not the numbers you're looking for. I'm sure it's uh, how they swing and you know just yeah. how they handle it. I mean, yeah. Lombo when you call Lombo up that one year, they they couldn't get him out. Man, he was a yeah. hitting machine. You have to understand that there's two uh, that unwritten laws that are in the book. That nobody knows where the book is, but uh, <laughs> it's uh, don't let the last thirty days of September fool you as long and as well as spring training. So mm-hmm. don't let those two things fool you. So uh, you need to see uh, the consistency during the course of the season, and you know a, a period of X amount of games where 
you can make some decisions on somebody and, and not let because a lot of times it, in September you might be facing a a double A or triple A pitcher and the guy might somebody might get two or three hits but until you start facing the uh, top notch guys on a consistent basis then you make your decisions. I talked to you for a minute last night. We talked a little about Garber. Uh, yeah, I did. I, uh, Boy, I put my foot. The first thing I told my neighbor this morning, I was talking up. I was talking up Garber, Garber, and how he was getting better. And then he had maybe his worst game. <laughs> I said, "What a, a faux pas? What do they call it? a faux pas? They yeah. Put your foot in your <laughs> But uh, that said, I do think he has been better. He throws well, and I think the other thing you got to think is he's 27 years old, and it's been a long haul for him to try to turn himself into a catcher, man. Yeah, I, I still like him. I he just had, unfortunately I got to keep my mouth shut because <laughs> I put the kiss of death on him last night. I said, "Oh my." But, uh, again, I, I like him. I think he's going to get better, and he'll keep working at it because he's that kind of guy. So uh, he's worked this long. He'll continue, and uh, uh, he appreciates being in the major leagues. So he knows what it's all about, uh, doing the work to get there and and uh, to get better. So uh, I'm fully confident he's going to handle that. On the difficulty level of finding the right guy, is catcher the equivalent of quarterback in the well, NFL? I mean, are they are they the hard by far the hardest guy to find? Well, sometimes somebody might say pitchers. Yeah, <laughs> are yes, to find. Right. But the catcher is, uh, you know, if you can, you know, we talked about this before, having uh, two guys and and um, trying to match them up with the right starters and and uh, using them uh, properly and getting the most out of them that way. And, uh, you know, if the catchers are able to, you know, get the bat to the ball, and I'm going to say some things that uh, probably don't exist anymore, but, you know, I talked about hitting and running and, mm-hmm. and advancing runners, being able to bunt, and uh, a lot of those things are out now. So, uh, But these are kind of things we used to implore our catchers, even, you know, they – you know, hit 240, 230, but they could handle the bat and 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 do some things to uh, not make a non-productive out. You know, so if there's some production there, advancing the runner and and doing the little things, uh, you know, you you survive because you had other people in the lineup that could clean it up. So, uh, again, uh, having the right combination is is uh, I think very important. Uh, Joe Maurer, of course, slipped on the turf at the Metrodome and had the uh, little knee problem his first year. But those six healthy seasons from 05 to 10, uh, I mean, that's that's got to be one of the rarest uh, talents uh, behind the plate ever, wouldn't you say? Yeah, he's definitely Hall of Fame type stuff. He was doing the, the batting titles and <laughs> being able to throw and, I always told that story. I don't know if I told you, Pat, but uh, I went to see him play in uh, Connecticut. We're somewhere in Connecticut, uh, New Britain. Okay. Uh, but then we went over there by uh, Slicks, uh, where uh, Billy Gardner lives. Yes. Uh, over there by Mystic, uh, played, <laughs> uh, uh, and the the, the Giants were there, mm-hmm. and they had some real good pitching and and uh, and uh, we were taking infield, so I was trying to watch infield and. The, I was sitting in the in the stands in the first row watching, and and uh, the manager from the uh, Giants team came over and, and said hello to me, and 
and introduced himself, and, and he he said, well, he we heard a lot about this Maurer, but he, uh, he said, it looks like he's got a real long arm throw to second. I said, well, you go ahead and try it. <laughs> <laughs> and he did. He didn't work out. <laughs> I laughed. I was sitting there laughing. <laughs> he had a long arm throw. Yeah. Uh-huh. We'll see how that goes for you. It is uh, It is funny how uh, people like to emphasize the one little flaw they might find instead of uh, the, the real <laughs> yeah, good stuff. The, uh, you know, I told, uh, I talked to Paul about this uh, same thing you're talking about, um, and it happens in spring training quite a bit, and, and uh, uh, where we really dissect the, the younger people that are in camp and really pull at their flaws and and uh, I think we do it too much I know I did it some and I finally caught on to finding trying to search for a reason to send a guy down or, or not keep him and and really in the big picture he was probably better than a guy you're going you did keep even though he was a little bit more of a veteran player and you kept the veteran over the over the young guy because you really nitpicked at him and dissected him. And I said, you have to be on guard for that. Don't try to tear apart these young people where you're really hurt. You're, you know, you end up screwing yourself is what you end up doing. And uh, where he has a better upside than the guy you are going to keep. So we have to be careful about that stuff. How about those Oakland A's, man? Coming off a lousy year and nobody right. nobody optimistic about it. They nope. got guys in their rotation. Edwin Jackson, Brett Anderson, who can't stay healthy for 20 minutes. Uh, uh, Trevor Cahill. And yep. uh, some days, sometimes it just all falls in place when you can't expect it to. Boy, oh boy. And sneak up on you, that's for sure. <laughs> they really snuck up on people and... and uh, I find myself looking at the scores late at night now just to see how they're doing. Yeah, it's Especially amazing. when they're on the coast. So it's a, uh, uh, they're an exciting team. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing them when uh, they come into town here this, yeah. uh, this weekend, right? Yeah, the first time the Twins have played right. them, they're here four yeah, games. Looking and, forward to it. And, uh, yeah, they, hey, they caught Houston, man, and uh, it's, yeah. it's unbelievable yeah. the way they've done. Plus, they got this Chris Davis guy who we still don't know who he is. And I don't he, know how he hits the ball. He hits it. You know, what's he got, 70, 80 home runs? <laughs> Yeah. He, he's got, and he takes this swing. I, I and he, boy, he generates, and mm-hmm. I don't know how he does it, but tip your hat, he give him credit for. Well, I, I think he, I think he's got more the last five years than anybody or something. It's incredible. He's amazing. Yeah. yeah, it is. Yep. All right, sir. Well, uh, thank you, and we will do this again. Look forward to it, Patrick. All right, uh, Tom Kelly. Uh, he uh, will. Uh, you know what we're going to do? We're going to work on him hard that last week here to get him in here. I and, love that uh, idea. Do a, do an hour. He uh, could co-host every day f- to, from here on out, and I would have a problem. It would be a seminar. We'll have a seminar. Do an a hour with him. A baseball seminar. That's the idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. The do big, an hour. That's the idea. Well, he's you know he's working on his golf game now too. So we gotta we gotta we don't want to we don't want to push it. So. <laughs> All right, we'll be back. Taking the ride with Roycey. Oh, my word. Run for your lives. <laughs> That's right. On 1500 ESPN. And now, Joe and Pat present Sports Talk's Person of the Day. My book is that 
Uh, in today's day and age, with all the information, with all the noise going on, it's more important than ever for people to get clear about what they care about in life, what actually matters, and to learn how to cut through all the distraction um, that's just chasing feeling good all the time and get very clear about what's actually important in their day-to-day -day life. Well, we've kind of expanded our boundaries here on Sports Person of the uh, Day. That's what we do uh, here. Yesterday, we gave uh, Gary Rossington, the uh, surviving original Leonard Skinner member, was our winner. And certainly, he's had to be a very sporting guy to uh, live this long as a rock and roller uh, when everybody around him is dead, either in plane crashes or bad livers or stuff like that. Well, I ran across this thing today, and I loved it. Uh, Doug Marone is the Jacksonville coach. And let me say this before we get into Doug. Mm -hmm. Do you think we here in the Twin Cities media, Judd included, have spent too much time worrying about who Jacksonville's quarterback should be? Well, I, I mean, I do only because Blake Bortles is their quarterback. But it's because we had the joint practice with the yes. the the, the, the but, but, but what do we care? I mean, they like Blake Bortles. Let him have and, and everybody says, "Well, they got to be idiots. They got to trade for Teddy." Well, there's no evidence that Teddy's any better than Blake Bortles. No evidence whatsoever. But that said, what do we care? It's Jacksonville. <laughs> Are we worried about playing them in the Super Bowl? And we. You know, uh, anyway. That's, well, that's and I'll, here's why I will agree with you. Having attended a Jacksonville game in the last 12 months, they don't care down in Jacksonville about the Jaguars. All they're worried about is Florida Gator football. Uh, well, I think this year they might care, though, because they think there's expectations. Didn't they get fired up once that team. Of course, you had the misfortune of watching the worst playoff. That game was ever. one of the worst playoff was games it nine ever. Nine to three. Wasn't it was it? ten to three. Ten to three. And by the way, that that stadium, I believe, seats sixty five ish thousand. Thirty thousand people were from Buffalo. Yeah. Anyway, continue. selling their tickets. Yeah. Anyway, so Doug Marone is the Jacksonville coach, mm -hmm. much vilified by our own Matthew Collar, right. who knew him in Buffalo. I but, believe he called him the dumbest coach in the yes. history of the NFL. <laughs> uh, but Doug Peterson uh, had to be controversial in the book that he uh, you know, had somebody ghostwrite for him. In, in, the, in the book, which is called, what is the title of the book? Fearless, How an Underdog Becomes a Champion, which uh, uh, he ripped Doug Marone for taking a knee with 55 seconds remaining in the first half of the AFC title game. The Jaguars led 14-10 to 10 and had uh, two timeouts left. Now, I think a lot of us thought that was stupid, right? Anyway, Peterson, uh, Patterson wrote, I was there thinking, you've got to be kidding me right now. It made me mad because Jacksonville had New England right where they wanted them. I was screaming at the TV in my office. When they knelt right before halftime, inside I was like, I'll never do that. It fueled me. Anyway, so Marone was asked about this uh, today, I guess, at his uh, news conference. And he said, when asked about Peterson's opinion, Marone's reply, including a reference to a book that he had recently read. The title, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a F-Bomb. <laughs> a counterintuitive approach to living a good life. Well, so I had to look up the book. Okay. Mark Manson is a uh, young man. He's uh, 34 years old. And he wrote this book. He's written two books. They're uh, self-help books. 
He's a blogger and an entrepreneur. Uh, the subtle art of not giving a bleep. And another one, models attract women through honesty. <laughs> so he's trying to teach you how to pick up gals. Yeah. But this is, I got to get this book. This is my philosophy of life. He stole my philosophy of life. Well, I can't, you can't say he stole it. He just agrees with you. He agrees with I'm 40 years older than he is. He stole it. So you're saying he might have been listening to the yes. show online. No, if- but what I'm saying is we spend way too much time worrying about little stuff. Now, you're allowed to get agitated when somebody doesn't go through a light. you know. But I'm talking about decisions mm-hmm. i'm not talking about being out and driving around and having some jackass not make a light or you know pj fleck being completely full of bs that's not stuff that affects my life it's just something that i enjoy getting agitated about but so wait let me ask you a quick question so what you're saying is, let's say there was a guy that, I don't know, I've been working with for a few years that was really, really worked up about the failed attempt of building a roundabout in a timely manner. Yes. You're saying he should not, read this book. No, no, I'm not. Because that does not, that's just something to get agitated about, but it doesn't affect my life. Oh. So whenever, this is my philosophy with the bride. Okay. When she gets worked up about something that really doesn't, doesn't have anything to do with what you know what we're going to do tomorrow sure it doesn't have anything to do with here's my it you know okay what am i trying to think of uh just let's argue about you know she'll get on me about uh let me see if I okay. can help you. Let me yeah, see if I can I'm, help I'm you. I'm trying to think. Some stuff she gets on me about, like, and and I'll say, what do you care? I spend half my life saying, what do you care? Mm-hmm. If I'm, oh, I, if, when I'm talking to her and asking her questions and she said, well, blah, 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 uh, what do you care? I'm saying, just answer the question. Right. So what you're trying to say, there's a great phrase from my hometown that I can start but cannot finish, and it's, don't sweat the petty things. Yes, that's right. There that's, you go. Uh, don't sweat the little stuff. As far as, now I can sweat, as I say, not making a light, <laughs> PJ filling everybody's ears with crap, but it doesn't bother me. It doesn't oh, no. bother me. No. It's just a momentarily thing. It has nothing to do with how I function. Sure. There's about four things in my life that I actually worry about. You know, mm-hmm. the health of loved ones. There you go. The that's health a good of one. non-loved ones. There, that's okay. a good one. Yes. Uh, you know, whether that, whether when I, if I go someplace and got to, got to say, yeah, I think that costs too much. I, I don't like to have to do that. Yeah. I, you know, that's. You're saying you know, whether Stephen Gonzalez makes it out of the second no, inning, that's not going to affect you. No, or, uh. Uh, you know, I mean, just this is a good way to live life. Don't it's don't bleep the little stuff is what this guy's right, saying, right? Right. I mean, how much goes on in my life that actually has an impact on me? You know, getting fired from a radio station. You know, <laughs> news fine, but I don't give. You know, it's not like it's not like. Oh, okay, I'm 72 years old. What do I now? A hurricane 
heading for my condo. Yep. That I care about. Because it would get rid of the dead fish. <laughs> yes, but I care about <laughs> I care about having a condo that I have barely paid for getting destroyed. That's something to worry about, sure. right? Sure, yes. But, or, you know, having a tree fall on your house or, you know, there's so much in the world that... Uh, that people get upset about that I don't, you know, give a damn about. Very good. One thing, you know, philandering. Why do I care? That's one of my other thing is, you know, let's say that this doesn't affect me, obviously, in my old age. But Okay, thank you. If your wife's out messing around and she doesn't tell you, what do you care? <laughs> Relax. <laughs> what do you care? Oh we God. spend way too much time worrying about this stuff. <sighs> That's just a philosophy sure. of life. It is. Yeah, what do you care? What do you care? That's right. Don't mind your own business. <laughs> you know, mind your own business. Oh, my God. That's just, that's something I was... You there know, you go. Yeah, I mean, what, we got what the hell? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just, I, I, I think this is, everybody in America should read this book. Mark Manson, Sports Person of the Day, author of The Subtle Art of Not Giving an F-Bomb, a counterintuitive approach to living a good life. I think he's got something there. I'll have to read the book. Here's Johnny Height with a sports update. <laughs> Thank you. This update brought to you by It's Just Lunch. The Twins will get to face Michael Kopech today. Uh, he is pitching tonight, that is, in Chicago. He's pitching for the Chicago White Sox. He uh, is the fellow who throws uh, in the triple digits. He will be making his major league debut against the Twins tonight. Jose Barrios goes for Minnesota. Uh, the Twins lineup, Maurer, Rosario, Polanco, Sano, Kepler, Forsyth, Cave, Grossman, and Bobby Wilson. The Lynx uh, open their playoffs tonight. They need a win if they want to keep playing. They're playing the L.A. Sparks. First two rounds of these WNBA playoffs are one game, so you win or you go home. I like the Lynx tonight. I think they win. Sylvia Fowles will eat them up. Uh, speaking of Sylvia, the Associated Press WNBA Awards were announced today. Uh, Sylvia was named Defensive Player of the Year for the fourth time in her career and for the second time since she's been with the Lynx. She led the league in rebounding, setting a single-season record with 404. She was also in the top 10 in steals and blocks. Only Tamika Catchings has won the award more times. She's won at five. Fowles, who led the league in field goal percentage at 61.9%. Then Maya Moore, also named second-team All-WNBA. Ooh, second-team. That's not good for Maya. No. Uh, the Yader and Heath show tonight, right here on this very station, gets underway in about 24 minutes from right now. Broadcasting live tonight from the Buffalo Wild Wings on Snelling in St. Paul. You'll find out all the Minnesota United goings-ons. And the uh, what was the name of that player they got, Johnny? Fernando, Fernando Bob. Fernando Bob. I thought it was Fernando Pop. It's Fernando Bob. Fernando B -O -B? Bob. B-O-B. B-O-B. Yep. What the hell? That'll be an easy name to remember. I, I understand uh, it, different culture, and that's his last name, Bob. But mm -hmm. when I say Fernando Bob, I think a Cuban Pete for some reason. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> sounds like a nickname. Yeah, yeah. Fernando Bob. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, trying to bounce back from their four-win conference record last season, the Gophers men's basketball team will open Big Ten play with early December games against Ohio State and Nebraska this year. Big Ten schedule released this afternoon with a 20-game conference slate for oh, each team for the Oh, we didn't go through the time. win. 
lost. No, we didn't. I didn't know they released it. So uh, are they at Ohio State or home with them? They are at Ohio State. They open league play December 2nd at Ohio State, followed by December 5th home conference opener against Nebraska. That loss at Nebraska early last year set the stage for a rotten season. Are they? Isn't that early? Don't they usually start? They, well, they started that last year as playing two games, and now this year they've gone to the 20-game conference schedule. Yeah. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, after New Year's Day, the Gophers pick up conference play, traveling to Madison on January 3rd to play Wisconsin, then two home games against Maryland, and Rutgers follow. Oh, good. Mark that Rutgers one on the calendar. <laughs> I always like to see Rutgers. January 12th, if you want to mark your calendar okay. now. Uh, Adrian Peterson signed yesterday with Washington. Some folks, of course, think Adrian may be you know, done as an NFL player. Uh, he had a reaction to that today in the mm-hmm. Washington Post. He said, what that shows me is people don't really know about football. Mm-hmm. I feel like people that know the game of football know different situations a player might be in. That's mm-hmm. why I continue to work hard. I knew an opportunity would present itself, and at the end of the day, God's willing, stay healthy. The guys up front stay healthy as well. I know I'll be able to contribute in a big way to the run game. How's the health of that new baby there? Yeah, is. did he say anything about using a condom? <laughs> he, he, he didn't bring that up for some reason. You should probably think about that. <laughs> Not sure why. That's too late now. All right. <laughs> Uh, Richie Incognito. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh horrible. my God. Yeah, I was going to so. throw that in my late hits, John. Oh, so, uh, I can but skip we, that we got you. Richie Incognito item coming up. Okay. All right. That is, you know That's what that is? That is a heck of a tease right former there. Former Viking rumored to be. <laughs> right. Right, a former Viking. Uh, yeah, we'll do that. All right, John. Thank you. You bet. Buckle up. This is The Ride with Royce. Hey there, one of them. On 1500 ESPN. The Ride with Royce now continues. Personal file, 69, offense. He was giving them the business. It's time for Late Hits. You know, people questioning your sexual preference and uh, oh boy, and uh, calling you uh, and pointing out your physical flaws on mm-hmm. social media websites. Stuff. Yeah, who cares? Who cares? You're still on this right? kick. Yeah, yeah. I, I just wanted to explain it a little better. I, there was, you go. I was a little stumbling and bumbling, but uh, I really do. We think we should all read uh, Mike Manson's book and take it to heart. <laughs> How not caring a damn uh, really helps out. Really helps out. Uh, Meanwhile, bad news over for the Wisconsin. The overrated Wisconsin Badgers rated fourth in the preseason polls. What? Why do they think they're going to be so great? They lost half of that great defense they had. And the reason they won last year is because of their defense. They're rated fourth in the preseason. Really? Yeah, they're rated ahead of Ohio State. Wow. Uh, well, they have had to suspend Quintez Cephas, one of their wide receivers, for two felony counts of sexual assault uh, yesterday. Uh, he was uh, uh, he he's taking a leave of absence from the team, and of course. Uh, uh, claiming that uh, he was uh, the sex, second degree sexual, third degree sexual assault, and second degree sexual assault of an intoxicated victim is what he's been uh, charged with. So that's not a good way to uh, kick it off when you're uh, a week away from uh, starting your season and uh, you have a uh, defensive player who's uh, an offensive player who's been charged with two counts of sexual assault. The uh, Washington Nats finally gave up today. Uh, they traded uh, Daniel Murphy to the Cubs. 
I don't know what Murphy's going to do. They don't DH in that league. I guess they're going to they might try to play him at third base until Chris Bryant comes back. What's with him? Is that is that is that indicate to us that shoulders a little worse than we think it well, is? Well, that's what I that's how yeah. I read into it because I know Murphy can play both positions and yeah, whatnot. They could put Baez equal. wherever and yeah, he could play. Well, uh, they can put you know Murphy can play both positions equally mediocre. Right? But, yeah, uh, exactly. He's, a, he's an offensive player, not a defensive player. But uh, and then uh, wait, man, how do you like Daniel Murphy and Kyle Schwarber in your uh, Ooh, left side? In your uh, field. On your left side, yeah. Let's hope they don't start chugging after pop flies out there. <laughs> Uh, Matt Adams, back to your Cardinals. I know. You should never let him go. See, and I was down on my birds earlier, man. They're making a run. This is oh, pretty they good. Won again last night. They're, uh, I think they're, uh, what, uh, one out of the wild card, I think. One and a half out and three and behind three the Cubbies. Three behind the Cubbies. Uh, amazing And I think around. they still have, someone said they still have eight games left with the Cubs. Could that really? be right? Really? Wow. Richie Incognito oh, uh, was at the uh, funeral parlor making preparations for his uh his his father had passed away army airborne ranger richard dominic de diajasa has passed away and that was his father i don't know what the connection of the different names is or anything but uh in scottsdale the police were called the messinger pinnacle peak mortuary where Incognito was making arrangements for his father's funeral. Incognito reportedly was upset with staff and began to damage property inside the business and shout at employees. At several points during his contact with staff, Incognito threatened to retrieve guns from his vehicle and return to shoot the employees. I think uh, Richie needs that brain scan, don't you? Oh, yeah. He's going to be one of the first candidates, that's for sure. See if we have uh, something uh, very wrong there because he is acting like a complete crazy man. And uh, today in AAA with the Twins AAA Farm Club, Michael Pineda's rehab assignment has been transferred from single A to Fort Myers. So he's going to make a start up in Rochester. All right. He's probably going to make two starts in Rochester. We'll see him start in September for the uh, Twins. Oh, uh, yeah. Coming back sure. from the uh, Tommy John. Uh, also, uh, the Xander Wheel, the outfielder, uh, has been moved up from Chattanooga. I don't think he started the year in double A. So uh, he's he will have gone up uh, two classifications. Johnny Field, how'd you like him? My it was God. fun, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, he was uh, active after being optioned from uh, Minnesota. And Tyler Duffy, getting familiar with the, the Minneapolis a. to Rochester <laughs> flight. He's back there, and uh, he's he's back there again for, it's got to be at least five times, doesn't it? I think it is. Four hey, or five times. Really quick, Michael Pineda story. I can't remember if I've shared this with you, but at this year's, Town Ball Classic at Target Field. We had the Class C matchup between the Lake Henry Lakers mm-hmm. and the Kimball Express yes. that started at 10 a.m. And the Twins Brass told me, "Hey, we got a couple of guys that are going to be here throwing on rehab stints mm-hmm. or whatever, but they won't they won't be of disturbance." Yeah, Pineda was playing long toss as the boys were taking infield, uh, get ready for the game. A little mortified. No. During the anthem, took his hat off and stood there right before the Town Ball Classic okay. game with with the rest of the guys. It was awesome. Somebody should have uh, put him in a uni like he was oh, with the other team. How about that? And have, have those poor farmers from Lake Henry see this guy getting ready to start. God, God he's like scared. six nine. Oh, he's an, he's a mess. He was in that. I had not been up close to him until this spring. Sure, in the clubhouse, he. 
towers oh, over yeah. Sano. He he's wider. He's he's not wider, but he he's got to be two eighty, and he's. He towers over mm-hmm. Kyle Gibson. Yeah. He's, the guy's enormous. Well, I'm 6'4", and I was like, holy oh, cow, he's is enormous. This guy big. He's 6'8 or 9 for yeah. sure. And he's thick. I mean, he's thick, I think. And they have him signed through next year, correct? Yeah, they gave him $2 million for this year and 8 for next year. Okay. So they, it was one of those, they knew he had to rehab. They gave him some carryover money, and then they gave him $8 million for next year. And who was the... Uh, Who's the lefty that uh, has somebody else did that with them? Uh, pretty good left-handed pitcher that oh. had, uh, that had uh, Tommy John, and he's coming back. And the Twins looked at signing him too, and somebody. I else. can't think of it. Somebody else. I'm drawing a blank. This has become a common deal. Though. Well, that's what I thought they would do with uh, speaking of the birds with uh, Rosenthal, the old closer. That was he, who I'm thinking of. He Excuse hasn't played right all year. Hand. Who signed him? I don't think anybody, anybody did. did. Yeah, maybe he just waited, and as you think, there'll be more of a market if he. If he shows, and he'll probably try to throw in November but and have teams. You know what I wonder? I wonder if people see what happened with Holland this year yeah, but because Holland, he just fell apart, basically. Yeah, but Holland never threw like this. Game. No, that's true. Rosenthal's yeah. a better pitcher. But Holland was terrible this year, and somebody gave him a big deal. I, yep. I don't know. Anyway, Manny Hill has arrived. Yes, he's here. He's uh, we're, we're happy to see him. He's uh, had I've a, had a hell a of a day. day. I'll tell had you that much. Yeah. yeah, rough day. Well, it could be worse. You could be worse. You could be the president of the United States. He's yeah, you could. <laughs> All right, true. we'll be back. Now on the ride with Roycey, let's hear the boys' daily complaints. Manny Hill has gotten here just in time. <laughs> I think if Manny got into his daily complaint, he'd kill all the time. Yeah, and we right? wouldn't. There's <laughs> not nearly enough time for it, and you, both of you already know what it is. Yes, so. uh, that's right. That's we'll right. just leave it at that. Yes, uh, we'll. Uh, well, we've already uh, questioned your uh, common sense and uh, oh yeah, and, and not putting not, not putting it in a secure location. But that's okay. Yeah, exactly. What do you got there, uh, Rivers? I'm going to go a little bit serious. Having uh, married a gal from a small town in Iowa. This oh, uh, this news about Molly Tibbetts really kind of hit home for me. And uh, Governor Kim Reynolds issued a statement a short time ago. For those that might not be familiar, they found Molly Tibbetts' body. And the man who uh, led the police to that is now being charged in her murder. Governor Kim Reynolds says, as Iowans, we are heartbroken and we are angry. We are angry that a broken immigration system allowed a predator like this to live in our community. And we will do all we can to bring justice to Molly's killer a horrible, horrible story that uh, a family that had so much hope uh, wished for a better outcome, but just a terrible story. Yeah, it is. It is awful, and uh, it's uh, it's probably uh, it's probably uh, unnecessary to uh, you know. There's there's also another scumbag still running around down there who uh, Mary uh, murdered uh, Jody Hewson Trout yep. what 15 years ago, mm-hmm. and we still yeah. don't know who did that. So. Uh, we, uh, you know, there's uh, there's bad people out there in all forms. Yes, there uh, is. That is for sure. Mm-hmm. But that is certainly upsetting. Uh, my daily complaint uh, would be, I think I just used my daily complaint. My daily complaint is, how come we're so worried about Blake Bortles being Jacksonville's quarterback? <laughs> if we end up playing them in the Man, Super Bowl. they should Bowl, trade for Teddy. If we end up playing them in the Super Bowl, don't you want Blake Bortles to be their quarterback? That's true. We need him at a yes. disadvantage. But yes. my question for you is, wouldn't you want it to be Teddy? Oh, it would be fun to have Teddy in there, certainly. You it would, would want fun. it to be Teddy because you would want to agitate. Oh, have the story? Yes, that's true. And if <laughs> Teddy won, 
I could say, I told all you guys they should have gotten rid of Teddy. I was on his bandwagon all along. Someone get Kirk Cousins' gloves. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. Teddy. The Jets uh, apparently, uh, boy, the uh, GM is making no pretense though. They want to, they want to take offers for Teddy, right? Well, they're going to find a team desperate enough to give them a significant mm-hmm. draft pick or whatever in return for him. I hope. I just hope Mike Zimmer doesn't hit Cousins in the shin with a baseball bat. <laughs> Why would so he, he can, do that? So he can bring Teddy back. <laughs> He loves it. He, he does. Him. He does love Teddy. Who doesn't love Teddy? It's a creepy relationship. It's so close. It makes me nervous. 